Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age. You can also follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, joining the show today is someone who has been on the show before. His name is Dean Jones. Dean writes for us here at the Viking Age, and he is also the editor for the fan-sided site that covers the Carolina Panthers, catcrave.com. So welcome back to the show, Dean. Good to be here, Adam. Looking forward to the NFL free agent frenzy to begin. Yeah, stuff will stuff just start happening tomorrow. But All right, so the biggest Vikings news of the week was the team's decision to release Riley Reef. Reef had been Minnesota's starting left tackle for the last four seasons, and now, assuming he doesn't end up, you know, returning this year for some reason, the Vikings will need to find someone new to be their starting left tackle for next season. So, how do you think the Vikings will go about filling their new hole at left tackle? Will they keep it internal, bring in a free agent, or maybe invest an early round pick in uh, in this year's draft? Uh, I think the free agent pool is a bit slim. Um, obviously, the there's probably going to be a few more cuts along the way. Um, I'm not sure anyone's prepared for what's about to happen. Uh, I, I know sort of people have been busy making moves already, but um, considering sort of how tight money is across the league, I, I'd, I'd expect to see a lot more activity. I know a lot of veteran players uh, look to take one-year deals because uh, obviously the cap's going to shoot up again in uh, 2022 with the, with the TV deal. So, um, there could be an opportunity to be had there with with the sort of a veteran free agency. Um, whether that's just going to be a sort of a short term plaster to a, what what is going to be sort of a long term problem now. Um, Riley Reef had his critics, but at the end of the day, uh, Minnesota's problems from a protection standpoint weren't on the edge last year. I thought him and Brian O'Neill were really good. Um, mm-hmm. He's had PFF grades of over seventy over for the last three years. I mean, I, I know that's not the be all and end all, but it just shows that he's that he's that he's quite consistent. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I get why they released him. Money's really tight, and the savings were there for all to see. But um, it's going to be sort of difficult to replace that immediately. I mean, the drafts pr- pretty deep for offensive linemen on the on the face of it. Um, Rashawn Slater would be would have been a guy. Sort of, I, I was really high on at fourteen. I know there was so much buzz about his pro day, whether he's going to go ahead of that now um, or not remains to be seen. But um, they, might, they might think a lot of, enough of Ezra Cleveland to put him there as well. To be fair, mm-hmm. uh, he, he showed a little bit of guard. Um, whether they'd want to keep him there as well because they've got some obvious problems, 
um, alongside Garrett Bradbury in both positions, really, that needs to be solved this off-season. Um, and there's some real value to be added in the mid-rounds with uh, with players at guard. So, um, moving him to the edge is an option. But, I mean, when you when we were talking last time about priorities, um, this has got to be up there now. I mean, blindside mm. protection um, is one of the, arguably the second most important position on offence behind the quarterback. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, what they do with how little money they've they've actually yep. got at the minute. Uh, what, what what are your thoughts? Do you think they probably go the draft route or? Um, I don't think so. I think defense is still going to be a big focus for the draft, just because Mike Zimmer is going to put his foot down. Um, you know, maybe yeah. they do. Maybe they do go after a tackle with that pick number fourteen. But at the same time, I think they're going to trade down uh, with that pick anyways. They're in a prime spot if like, a quarterback or somebody falls for a team to trade up and uh, they can maybe grab a second round pick that they don't have and, you know, trade back into the, the lower part of the the first round. A team like the Saints, who's not going to have a lot of money, they're probably going to try and fix most of their roster in the draft this year. So I could see a team maybe like that trading up. Um, but I, I'd like to see them go with Ezra Cleveland. I feel like that would be an easier way because he's been in the scheme uh, he's played left tackle before. He played left tackle most of his, his college career. Um, some people are, are saying maybe Brian O'Neill should go over to left tackle, but I think it'd be just easier to have one person in a new position than two people in new positions. And, you know, O'Neill is doing pretty well on the right side. And let's, you know, let's try and keep one good thing going um, instead of, you know, potentially creating two disasters. Um, so I think. Yeah. Just, and, the, and the and the problem they've got, I, th- I think. Sorry, I think the problem they've got with moving Brian O'Neill to left tackle is if if he moves to left tackle and proves himself as top tier blindside mm, protector mm-hmm. rather than money, money, top tier right tackle, you are paying mega money for that. Yeah, so that's that's probably won't come into their thoughts, but it's, it's something to really think about. Uh, despite how much the cap's going to go, obviously go up next year as well because he's going to want to get paid uh, pretty soon. Yeah, um, I just think if they're going to go internal, just go with Cleveland, give them a shot there. Uh, maybe draft someone in the mid-rounds to kind of develop him and have him be behind Cleveland if that doesn't work out. Um, you know, I think they'll probably try and bring bring back Rashad Hill. I think he's a free agent this year um, just for depth, depth-wise because he knows the system. He's been with the team. Um, at the same time, you know, we have all these thoughts about the Vikings offensive line. But they've never really been able to fix it, so I, I don't really have confidence in them to do anything different this year. I don't think like all of a sudden it's going to be like, oh, he, Rick Spielman figured it out, um, because yeah. that's it's just been an Achilles heel of, of you know his time as the general manager of the Vikings this whole time. So I, I, my expectations are pretty low when it comes to the offensive line at this point. But um, we will see. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so. What about some of the other Vikings needs like guard? We mentioned that defensive end, safety, and you know a third receiver. You know which positions do you think would be better filled through free agency, and which do you think would be better to fill during this year's draft? Um, probably most are going to be able you'd be able to fill. Problem needs uh, are all over the draft for the Vikings. I mean, guards deep, safety's deep. Um, there's a few good edge rushes to be had, uh, in the, although it's not actually that. Doesn't actually look that good in sort of the later rounds. If you're looking in in the third and fourth round for um, probably someone like Quincy Roach from Miami or someone like that, um, 
there's some value to be had there. Um, I think they could do with a veteran corner in free agency. Um, obviously, Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dancer played really well last year, but um, as for the rest, I mean, you're not going to go into the 2021 season and think Mike Hughes is going to finally turn it around from an injury standpoint. Um, so that they could, they really do need sort of a veteran uh, to come in and sort of shore things up a little bit. Um, I think they're going to have to look a bit more long-term at safety now, obviously with Anthony Harris going and Harrison Smith not getting any younger. Um, the draft would probably be the best way to go for that. Um, and obviously, like I said before, um, for interior linemen, this, this draft's really deep. Um, so they could probably use sort of a couple of picks sort of in the mid to late rounds on that and probably get a couple of starters out of it as well. So um, whether they'll want to sort of bring another tight end in as well to go with the just to go with the two they've got after releasing Carl Rudolph as well, maybe um, bringing a development quarterback in. I know they're going to sign Sean Mannion, which I'm sure you're delighted about. There's rumours of him getting re-signed again. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they'd probably look at that as well. Um, I did watch Sam Erlinger's pro day the other day, and oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I quite like attentiveness. I mean, if you can sort of iron out. Being a bit sharper in the pocket, I think he's got a big arm. There right? could be something in him. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I think just just from sort of the games I've watched of Texas, I mean, he's he just he's just a little bit unsure and depressed sort of his decision making. But if he, yeah. if he could sit behind a guy like Chris Cousins, I mean, learn from him for a couple of years and then yeah. sort of try and take over the reins once he's gone. I mean, there's there's some definite values to be had there as well, maybe. Um, but considering the money and the amount of draft picks the Vikings have got, and like you say, if they trade down again from fourteen, which is a which is a realistic option, I mean, well, Rick Spielman never he never gonna... he never trades draft picks, so um, no, yeah, we don't we don't true. have to expect that yeah. to happen. <laughs> yeah, but like I say, it's, and it's, this is a pretty good draft for uh, some problem positions the Vikings have got. So I'd probably consider them to go that way rather than spend. Even if it is for guys who just want one year deals here and there, um, some of the top tier sort of free agents uh, are probably going to want to go somewhere with a better chance of winning a Super Bowl in yeah. that one year, and then probably cashing somewhere else in twenty twenty two. I'd probably say the draft would be the, the, better, the better option. Yeah, it does seem like it's a it's a good draft for for depth, uh, but at the same time, I worry about what happened last year when they took so many rookies and then, you know, they had to do the virtual off season and they couldn't really have any in-person sessions. So, you know, the development is a little behind and then we didn't see until maybe mid season, some of these guys being at where they might've been if they had OTAs or preseason. Um, so I worry about that. And I, I wonder if the Vikings do too. And they, they try and get more guys, you know, even if they're cheaper, just, just veterans who've been in the league and, and know what to expect as opposed to some some rookies who just, you know, need time to adjust to the speed of the game and need to get their bodies at the right size. You look at someone like Cameron Dantzler who did who played pretty well last year, but, you know, Mike Zimmer mentioned it a bunch of times where, you know, he's got to put on some weight because he's going to get, you know, hurt out there a lot just because his, his frame is so slender right now. Um, so I'm just curious what they're going to do with that just because, we don't know the future, you know, the pandemic, it seems to be getting better. Teams are, you know, 
sports teams are letting more people in the stadiums out here. Um, and you know, the Vikings said they want to get a full stadium in the fall. You know, that seems, it seems pretty ambitious, but you know, maybe it could happen and a lot can happen in the next, you know, five, six months. So that would be wonderful and very helpful for, for the Vikings next year. if They can have even half that stadium filled with people. Oh yeah. And this sort of free agency period as well. I mean, no NFL teams experienced anything like this before. I mean, eight, and I think it's an eight percent reduction in the cap, and then yeah, you've got veterans who probably would wouldn't have been shown the door, sort of looking for the right fit. And um, I mean, why not Minnesota? I mean, they're not that far off. I mean, I know they've they've sort of cut Carl Rudolph and Riley Reef, but they're not that far away, right? Considering their start last year, I mean, to miss the playoffs by only one game shows. And with the weapons they've got on offense, I mean they're mm-hmm. only sort of three or four pieces away, I'd say, from being a being a postseason challenger again. So maybe I mean who knows? I mean just gotta sort of wait and see. I think. Oh, yeah, they had a couple. They had a couple very close games last year that could have gone either way. You look at the Titans game. You look at the Seahawks uh, games like that, where you know one thing goes differently and they they get a win and and they're you know they're in the playoffs. So a lot of yeah, I've just I've just sort of read now. Uh, Aaron Jones is staying with the Packers four years, forty-eight million, and a thirty-eight, thirteen million signing bonus. Oh so, man! All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wasn't. I thought he was gone. Yeah, me too. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to hear about all the uh, "Don't pay the running back" crowd. The Packers could deal with that now. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. It looked. Like, it sounded like he was gone, but uh, you know, I guess yeah, not. I think I think Jamal. I think Jamal Williams is gone, though. I think you know they have that that two-headed. Monster, I feel like he's probably gone though, and they'll roll yeah. with. Uh, they got that rookie, or he was a rookie, AJ Dillon. Um, but I guess the Vikings still have to deal with Aaron Jones uh, for yeah. a few more seasons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's ever played well against the Vikings before. No, no. <laughs> uh, so you don't live under a rock, so I'm sure you're aware of Daniil Hunter's recent Twitter activity, where he liked a few tweets that had to do with him getting traded. So. Um, what do you think the Vikings should do with Hunter this year? Should they pay him, you know, trade him if the right offer comes along? Nothing, you know, how should they handle this? I mean, he's underpaid when, yeah. when you consider sort of the money Joe Bosa and, uh, and, and others at the position got, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he'd be looking at it and saying, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting 15 sacks a year. Yeah, he's he's got like the, the 13 or 14th highest cap hit among yeah. defensive ends. Yeah. And he's but again, I've got a real, I, I, I love Daniel Hunter, but I've got a real problem with it because nobody knows how bad his neck injury was. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I mean, he's taken it all year. So whether he's going to, how he's going to come back from it, because it's a really, really fractious situation. If mm-hmm. you, one more big hit to it and who knows what's going to happen mm-hmm. for one. And, He's, he's in a pretty good position in terms of the Vikings don't have much else at defensive end at the moment. Right. I mean, DJ Wanham played well when he sort of came on late as they a got rookie. Weatherly. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I watched a lot of him last year, obviously, yeah. uh, co- co- covering the Panthers. And, um, I mean, as a rotational piece, great. I mean, yeah. Yeah. but he, was just, he just didn't look like a starter. I I know, I know some of his quotes were saying he became complacent once he got the money. And yeah. then that just that just screams to me, you know, what sort of attitude is that to have right. the first big chance of getting a start and that's 
your sort of attitude going in. So, I mean, in terms of Hunter, though, I mean, you can't justify paying him big money because there's just so much doubt yeah. about his injuries. Obviously, yeah. the Vikings will know more than us just how bad it is. Uh, but the fact they traded for Yannick Ngakwe when Maximil was still calling it a tweak was just mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, just said it all about how serious it was really to me. So I'd probably wait and see. I mean, if he wants to, I mean, I know that this whole cryptic tweak thing is is the way players like to go now. Obviously, we saw last year with Stefan Diggs as well. So I mean, that's well, I don't remember. Important. I don't remember any of that. No, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> but I mean, and if you were another team as well, I mean, would you want to take the risk? On tra- trading, I mean, you'd probably be looking at giving up your first round pick for him, considering how considering how prolific he's been over the last mm-hmm. few years. And would you be willing to do that for someone who may or may not be ever get back to full fit, full health from a? I mean, it's 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 not even like it's an ACL or something. It's it's the neck. Yeah. So, I mean, if I you're mean, if you're not, if you're Rick Spielman and someone offers you a first round pick for Daniel Hunter. Yeah, you know, as good as he is, it'd be hard. To I think if, I think you yeah. say yes because you can. You there's there's the edge rushers in the top the top at the top like the the top edge rushers. You can get those in the in the first round. You can you can yeah. replace them and get someone who could probably make an impact immediately, like a, a Quiddy yeah. Pay or or a Rousseau or or whatever. Um, so I think if someone it'd be, it'd be hard pick, to yeah, it'd, yeah, it'd be hard to turn down. But like I say, you, do, you don't know what the player's mindset is. If he's like in tweets about getting traded, um, he's trying to put the pressure on maybe. But like I say, this isn't the year to be doing that from a financial standpoint either. So, right. I mean, he's he's probably stuck between a rock and a hard place. But Yeah, it's not really a good prove... year to ask for a race. <laughs> no, excuse me. No, it's really not. And if you can, <laughs> if he, if he can come back, get 10, get 10 to 15 sacks again, Fine, pay him, pay him whatever then, because then he makes him. Then he makes even more money. Yeah, exactly. So he's got to look at the bigger picture a little bit as well, rather than just say, "Oh, Joe Bosa's got this," or uh, JJ Watts has signed this for free agency, and he's on the twilight of his career. So give me some more money. Right, he's someone. I don't know if he's doing this because of his his neck injury and like the uncertainty surrounding maybe, maybe he's he's looking at it like mm, i don't know how many good years i have left so i should try and get paid now or he's yeah. just he's really just like you know i've played out of my mind the last two times i was on the field so you know give me what i deserve yeah yeah and, and it's not like he's he's not one of the top sort of five pass rushers in the league when he's when he's at the top of his game yeah so if he comes if he comes back to that i'm all, all for him paying the money but because of where how serious the area is and sort of the sort of the violent nature of the position he plays. I mean, I'd be really skeptical unless he sort of gave, gave me a full season at the same sort of production. Yeah. It's much different than, you know, what we experienced with Stefan Diggs last year because Diggs didn't have any injuries or anything. He's, you know, he was just crying about being in a, (laughs) he had maybe an injured soul. That's the only injury he was, (laughs) he was dealing with. Um, But yeah, it's, it's much different. Um, But, the Twitter thing, I'm just like, come on, can't we just like, do we have to keep doing this thing? About you know, like you said, it's the way players do it. You know, Daniel Hunter's not known for being very vocal or even very active on on social media. So if he's you know doing yeah. something like this, it's something you have yeah. to pay attention I'm, to. I'm fans, I'm fans are all over it now. Like yeah. uh, 
like te- like Teddy Bridgewater and followed oh, the Panthers on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And within oh, yeah. like 40 seconds of that, it was like you, you I was getting tagged in pokes left, right, and center saying, Oh my god, oh my god, he's he's followed them on Instagram, he's getting traded. But <laughs> yeah, I mean Oh yeah. That's how you, that's how you do it these days, apparently. Um yeah. so moving on the other day, North North Dakota State held their pro day, quarterback Trey Lance. Uh he put on a pretty good show. So it doesn't seem likely that he would still be on the board when the Vikings get on the clock during the first round of uh, this year's draft with the 14th pick, unless they, they trade it up. Um, but if Lance is actually still available when it comes time for Minnesota to make their top pick, should the Vikings select him, or should they maybe hold like a bidding war and land a few more draft picks from another team that wants to trade up? Uh, ooh, I mean, it, I don't think he's fallen out of the top six. Right. But if he was there, if he was there 14, uh, 100% take him. Oh. I mean... I didn't see anything. I mean, he missed a couple of throws. Fine. I mean, but is he's got an absolute rocket? Is I mean, he, I mean, he can throw it eighty yards on the money. Yeah. Um, and we we we've seen it as well at North Dakota State. I know the competition's sort of not that great there. Yeah, but Carson um, went. That's where Carson once played. And yeah, couple yeah. couple of guys. So. Yeah, but but like say that's fine. I mean, the, the competition's fine, but you can still. He can still struggle, but his his arm strength and his mobility, and I mean, he's 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 got a lot going for him. Uh, he really, really, really has. I know he's he's kind of a bit of a wild card. If you're looking at maybe spending a top five pick on him, I'd be a little bit more skeptical of that because you're going to want him to come in and start right away. Right. Um, <clears throat> especially especially if you know the Vikings get him and Kirk Cousins struggles a little bit, you know they're gonna yeah fans got, are gonna fans his- are gonna be uh, you know. Calling for Trey, you know, pretty fast. Yeah, and you've got the Jordan Love, Van Rogers thing as well. Situation yeah. that that could possibly come from that as well. But um, if he was there, fourteen. I mean, you just. I know there's there's problems on defense, but this. I mean, he could be special. He, he yeah. could be, and maybe maybe landing on a team that's going to develop him a little bit slower than if you say. I mean. There was strong, strong rumours about a pla- about the Falcons possibly looking at him. I think that would be a good fit if Matt Ryan stayed for another year. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's definitely not falling past the Panthers at eight. Oh um, no! Absolutely no chance. I don't think. Um, I know Matt Rule, Scott Fitter, and uh, Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, were all at his pro day the other day. So. Oh, everyone! Everyone was there. That's yeah. why I thought it was funny when people were like, "The Vikings are at." Uh, Trey Lance's pro day. I'm like, first off, everyone is there, and second, it's it's right next door. It's not like they have to go very far yeah. to go see him. So yeah, but I th- I, th- I think for Carolina to send everybody there, um, shows that he's just not falling past eight, and they might even go up for him as well. Yeah, I, the, if the I, Vikings I, want I, him, they probably have to trade up for him. Yeah, I, I still might think the top four quarterbacks might all go in the top four picks. Depending on who trades up, it's usually how it goes. Yeah, you look at Trevor you know, Lawrence one. You got the, the offensive tackle from uh, Oregon. Who, yeah, Penesuel. He's yeah. Oh, I, I love him too. But <laughs> um, whether I think Miami are holding all the cards, aren't they, um, for their number three picks? That if they don't get to Sean Watson, they'll probably stick with Tua, and then they could still move down to sort of six, seven, eight, and still get sort of a Jada model or a Devontae Smith or someone to someone to help him along as well. So. Uh, I could really see a situation where it's all four quarterbacks gone in the first four picks. 
Oh, for sure. So you recently wrote about former Florida tight end Kyle Pitts possibly being an option for the Vikings in the first round. This year's draft, uh, where the with their decision to recently release Kyle Rudolph. So do you think the Vikings would actually draft Pitts if he fell all the way to pick number fourteen, which most assume he won't. But and if they did, you know, would that be a good decision for them to make? I think it would. Um I mean they've got so they've they've got Conklin and Smith, but uh Kyle Pitts is not just a tight end. No. He's a he's he's a big receiver, he's 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 fast, he's athletic, he can do he can do anything. He you can use him in so many different ways. I mean he'd be an offensive coordinator's dream. Um How's his block? Just, That's gonna be important yeah. if he's on the Vikings. Oh, for sure, for sure. And um I mean Irv Smith didn't step up to sort of the level you'd want last year. I mean right. I had really high hopes for him and especially considering how Little they used Carl Rudolph in the offense. I, th- I just thought he was a bit disappointing until the last few games. So mm-hmm. he'd, he'd be hard to turn down at fourteen. But like I say, he's he's another who I don't think's going to be be around by then. Right. Just purely because I mean, people say, "Oh, he's a tight end," but he's 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 not your average tight end. Right? He's not he's not someone like a like a, like a Carl Rudolph who'll mm-hmm. he'll block and just and just play out the slot. Just you a, can put him out wide. You can big, put him in big motion. He, yeah, you can. He's a, he's a matchup nightmare for anybody, and his and his hands are unbelievable. Like I was doing, I watched a bit of film on him um, before I wrote my piece, and um, uh, I I never saw him drop a ball. I, I just <laughs> I, I, I thought honestly, I, some of the contested catches he was making at Florida uh, last year and in 2019 as well. It's just um, just like take take your breath away. So if he's there, at 14. I mean. Depending on what defensive players are around, then as well, because I think it's going to be offense heavy in the top ten anyway. So mm-hmm. they might be in with a shot of getting one of the one of the top top defender defenders in the draft, even if they don't move up. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn on this because because I know the Vikings just need they need to improve their defense, and that's like their whole everything centers around their defense. With with Mike Zimmer as your head coach, as much people don't want to hear that. You know, I feel like if they drafted someone like a, a Pitts or, you know, a Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase or whatever, if they for some reason end up falling there, um, I think it would just, it would be more of a wasted pick because Mike Zimmer is going to want to run the ball still. Um, it's yeah. not like they're going to just transform into this, just Sean McVay passing attack. Um, if just because they, they add another weapon in, in the draft, um, you know, obviously it would be nice to have someone like that on the roster, but I think if they want to improve, you know, they had a good offense last year and, and the big, the big part of their, their lack of success was their defense. So I think that has to be a, a priority, you know, early in the draft. Uh, there's going to, there's always receivers and stuff you can find later in the draft. We've seen that plenty of times. So yeah. this, think, this receiver class is quite good. I mean, it's not as good as last year's, but it's still, Right, it's still really good. I mean, players like Shai Smith from South Carolina—they're yeah. going to be sort of fourth, fifth round picks who are going to be who will will have a lot to offer anyway. Put it that way. But like yeah. you say, because it's going to be so offense heavy in the, in the in the top ten with with the quarterbacks with Penesua with Rashawn Slater. I mean, you you're looking at the Vikings maybe getting a top top three four yeah. prospect on from the defensive standpoint anyway. So, I mean, the Vikings have drafted offense. 
last couple of years, they've got what Treadwell, Bradbury, Jefferson, obviously. Um, I think I feel like that's it um, as far as offense goes. The rest have been been defense, unless I'm missing. Well, Dalvin Cook was their top pick, Dalvin, yeah, but he was round. but he was a second round. Yeah. Um, but first round wise, it's been you know corners. Um, I'm trying to think who else is but what? But Trey Wayne's, Mike Hughes. Uh, Anthony Barr. I guess they did get they got Teddy in the first round too. So yeah, it's I mean, there's for, a couple of good corners they could take if they want. Yeah, to not that they would ever do that. Um, yeah, Caleb Farley's quite. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a little inexperienced because he's transitioned from. They just position, they did, a lot of people keep linking uh, Patrick Sir Sertain. Yeah, too, I love because him. they just got the him. Alabama defensive backs coach yeah, is, is with the Vikings now. Yeah, he's really good. And then obviously, if you're looking at maybe boosting boosting things at the second level. You go with Michael Parsons, but I mean, with yeah. Eric Kendricks there, he'd, he'd, he'd have to play on the edge anyway. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an, it'll be an interesting one, that's for sure. It will be, especially if they stay put at 14. I just yeah. I just don't think that's probably going to happen. Um, let's see. Oh, just to kind of round this out, I saw this question posted the other day. I think it was on the Vikings reddit page or something um but what is your favorite vikings moment that isn't the minneapolis miracle oh god um i know you narrowed down because it because it was the saints i loved oh. the carl rudolph touchdown last yeah, uh, couple of years ago i have to say that one um it was very late over here in the uk i think it was like uh maybe half past three in the morning oh what's prime maybe time four, i forgot about that no four a.m because obviously it was overtime, yeah. and then yeah, waking up, wake, waking up some family members cheering, going. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say that one because it's the Saints, because of everything that's gone on. And that was just a good um, game. That was a good game to watch. Yeah, and we and we were such underdogs as well. I mean, you didn't think, yeah. didn't Saints think we were, had a chance. Saints were a They were a Super Bowl pick for a lot of people that year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we were just brilliant. And then obviously, cousins have been sort of taking it. Yeah, sort of short to intermediate all game, ready for that one shot to Thielen. So that that led to it as well, which was which was just brilliant. So yeah, I'd probably say out of out, out of out of the more, I'd probably say that one because just of everything that's happened with the Saints since since they robbed us of a Super Bowl place. And I'm just gonna go all the way back to '98 and just say Thanksgiving, Randy Moss, just three catches. Oh yeah, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. what a guy. I mean. <laughs> What a guy. That was fun. I was like 10 years old watching that. And like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's my team. Like, this guy is ridiculous. Um, yeah. And then Gary Anderson. He, wasn't too, he didn't end up being too bad, did he? Too fair. Yeah, he was all right. Um, <laughs> so we'll end on this. You've mentioned here before that in addition to getting your heart ripped out by the Vikings, you're also a tortured fan of the NBA's New York Knicks. So currently the Knicks are what? The seventh seed in the East uh, yeah, 20, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Over so over 500. Um, so when the regular season comes to an end in a few weeks, will the Knicks have a spot in the playoffs for the first time since the 2012-2013 season? Yes. I'm hopeful. Calling it the here. Playing, the, the, the playing with a lot more toughness. I mean, everyone knew that was going to be the case anyway when Tom Thibodeau uh, was... Do they have was, fans in the... Uh, in the a few, a few. I, I don't think it's full by any means, but no. I think they've got a few in now. Okay. Um, 
I mean, Thibodeau should have got the job when Phil Jackson was GM, if he had a clue what he was doing um, years, years ago. But, but um, it is what it is. But he's, 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 he's got them playing tough. I mean, there's not a lot of household names there. Julius Randle's obviously an all-star. Um, got some good young players coming through. Um, whether they'll make a move before the trade deadline or not um, to boost their sort of chances a bit. But the fact that, that they'd be in the playoffs at all would be a bigger story in New York than Brooklyn going on and winning the whole thing, to be honest. Yeah, as much, yeah, um, as, much as people like you know Brooklyn or whatever. I, I, nobody cares. No, 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 no. Nobody cares. I mean, <laughs> you, you win a title in New York, so what? I mean, if the Knicks win a title in New York, mm-hmm. it would absolutely revolutionise the whole city. So, I mean, they're still the New Jersey Nets at the end of the day, no matter how many times oh, they yeah. try and gloss it. So, yeah, it's just one of those. <laughs> I'm not bitter about Katie and Kyrie going there. No, the not at all. Obviously, as you can tell. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, the last time, what, the Knicks went, what, Mello was on. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, like. Mari Stoudemire and yeah. Mello, the Mello team, yeah. Because I've, I've been a fan of Mello for a long time because he went to Syracuse and I'm a Syracuse fan. So I'm just forever grateful for Carmelo Anthony because he went one year to Syracuse yeah, and they great. won the championship. He was, he was great. And he's still balling now. He's still still putting up good numbers now with, with the, the Blazers. With the Blazers, right? Yeah. He just yeah pat- so he, I, I saw he just passed like Hakeem Olajuwon or something on the all-time scoring yeah, list. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the yeah last- anyway, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. There's, there's, I mean, yeah. it can all go wrong, as it, as it often does with the Knicks. But, I mean, they're oh, headed in the right direction. I was going to say... Small steps. Thibodeau, I feel like he gets a bad rap, but everywhere he goes, he gets the job done. Like, yeah, I think know. until I, I'm, I haven't checked the rankings in a, in a since the All Star break, but prior to the All Star break, they were the number one defensive team in points allowed. Yeah, he got it done I with mean, the I'm balls. Not sure if that's he, he got the yeah, sure to the playoffs, like yeah. I mean, he, he gets a lot of flack for keeping players in when they shouldn't be playing. And they sort yeah. of like burn out sort of by the playoffs. But he does. It I does seem think, like he overworks people a little bit. But whatever yeah, but he's I, I doing, it think, works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't think he's got much of an alternative now with the Knicks because I don't think the depth's that's great anyway. But uh, if he can get to the playoffs in his first year, this would be a strong sort of a strong platform to to sort of build and possibly sort of get a big big star in via trade or in free agency in a couple of years anyway. So. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, I'm not a Timberwolves fan or anything like that, but they're playing. I know they're playing terrible, um, which is just what they do. They've, they've done that their their whole existence pretty much. It's, yeah, um, the KG days are long gone. Oh man, it's just it's got to be tough, you know. And you're, you know, the people out there who who are in Minnesota who listen to this show and root for the Vikings. I'm sure they're like, can't wait for you know baseball season to start because uh, basketball is pretty much over for. For the for the T Wolves, it's been over for quite a while, uh, but that will yeah. do do it for us here today. Uh, thanks again for coming on, Dean. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, Dean Jones underscore. And uh, if you want to catch up with all things Panthers, it's at Catgrave Blog. Oh yeah, there you go. So check that out. Uh, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.